Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast, brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here, just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, guys? Before we jump into today's episode, I need to give you a little disclaimer to start with. I recorded this in the car, and hopefully the audio levels have been brought up enough. Um, it's not it's not too cuckoo, um, but it's actually episode 158. I was in the car and didn't have anything in front of me, thought it was 157. So anyways, wanted to make that little correction, and I think you're going to like this. I, I went a little ranty, but in a good way, you know. I'm I'm not out to be mean. So anyways, guys, as always, thanks for joining me and enjoy the episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. All right, um, before we even get into the episode, I have to tell you, I am recording from the car. Yeah, had a crazy week this week, and I am en route right now to San Francisco to meet John Barrett. For those of you who are in the WordPress space, uh, John and I connected uh, through Facebook at some point in the last couple years. He's uh, from Australia and he's been in the States for, I don't know, like six weeks doing some traveling and stuff. And um, sorry, I was looking out the back window. I'm like, what is that? So this should be interesting, guys. Anyways, John is heading back home and he was here... Uh, May didn't work, so I'm like, yep, we'll just grab a bite to eat at the airport um, because getting in and out of SFO um, is not super fun. So I'm like, you know what? It's San Francisco. Even though it's the airport, I'm like, there's still good restaurants inside, so let's, uh, I'll just meet you there. Although, I don't, he gave me his flight number, but not the airline. So (laughs) I'm hoping he messages me uh, on the way. But this is episode 157, and I, I've been, oh my gosh, you guys, I've been doing a ton of diving into just this sort of behind-the-scenes stuff, and I've gotten a little bit obsessed. I don't even know that that is <laughs> a fair assessment to say a little bit obsessed, more than obsessed. It's been sort of consuming me because I feel like it's a missing piece of the puzzle. But today's episode, and I'm going to tie all this in, ideally, because here's the deal, too, guys. For what it's worth, normally I write out the show notes, right? So it's writing sort of this personal blog post, and I use it as a guide for the recording. Well, today, just because of my crazy schedule this week, um, so I have an outline. So hopefully the outline's going to flow. You guys know I can do a little bit of, you know, circular speak, Um, but I'm hoping it flows and uh, yeah, it it should be interesting. So bear with me and I'm sorry. I hope it's not too loud, but I'm on the freeway the whole way. So um, anyways, all right. So today what we're going to talk about is why your WordPress site is not making you money. This is a big one and my guess, let me tell you a little story and actually this just popped into my head. Last week's episode, I had had, uh, if you hadn't listened, it was John Sonmez, and he wrote a book, co-authored a book called uh, The Complete Software Developer's Career Guide. 
And it's a lot of mindset and soft skills. And besides, you know, how it's not that, you know, how to do X, Y, Z with software, but the soft skills that go into, to finding uh, the right spot for you as for your career, right? So I reached out to my friend, John Perez. What up, JP? And he's got, I'm in his group. He's got this uh, Facebook group called Devonairs. And it's from developer to millionaire is what it's about. And I'm not super active in there because again, I'm not a developer. John's my friend, but you know, so I reached out to him. I said, what did you mind if I shared the, the book? Cause it was for 99 cents on Kindle. I said, would this be all right if you shared, if I shared the special for the book in the group? He's like, yeah, absolutely. Cause I'd appreciate it. I'm tend to be the only one posting. So I put it in there and I said, Hey, you know, wanted to share this. It's the complete software developer's career guide. I'm posting it in the Facebook group. Can you tell I'm starting to rant? Posting in the Facebook group called Developer to Millionaire. There we go. Devin Ayers. So I post it. But a few people liked it. And one person goes, nope, not relevant. You guys, <laughs> oh, I wanted to not go off, but it's just, I really hate trolls. I'm like... And I, I was kind of digging through his group. I'm like, you've contributed nothing to this group, but you're going to be pissy because there's something relative to marketing, which again, I didn't have a conversation with this person, but I, of course I clicked through to look at their Facebook page and I'm like, oh, you're one of those people that, and there's no judgment, but there are a lot of people out there that have their business, but they don't market it. They don't promote it and they get pissy because they're a technician and they don't like this. Listen to me getting ranty, but I'm taking a stand, you guys. And so, you know, there is a big difference in, in business. You have to decide not all technicians are entrepreneurs. And most entrepreneurs know they shouldn't be the technician at a certain point. I think we all start out as a technician. And again, you guys, I'm not a developer. I just fell in love with WordPress and ran with it. My heart is really the content and marketing piece. I've made a ton of great relationships in this space, and I'm happy to keep supporting people doing things that make WordPress easier for the everyday user, for for business owners. That's kind of the sweet spot that I have found. There are plenty of snarky developers out there who have, you know, get pissy because they decide this is crap code or that's crap code, whatever. You know, I don't even care. It's so It's such a tired conversation. But what I will tell you is that a bad website, a WordPress site that maybe isn't coded up to standards or, you know, ideal, will outperform a pristine, well-oiled WordPress site all day long if the bad site is promoted and marketed. So many great sites do nothing. They go nowhere. Because nobody, and you guys, I mean, please take my, my um, always, never, nobody, anybody, right? Like, take that with a grain of salt. But my point is, you get these people who get pissed off because they're not making money, so they decide that marketers are charlatans or whatever. It, it's just asinine. It's like, look, own that you're the technician, and that's okay. The world needs technicians, right? Why do you think at some point, and I think the difference between the technician and the entrepreneur is the the entrepreneur will get tired of being a technician after a while. I think some of that evolves through 
mastering your craft. You get better at it, and there are certain things that you like doing, as well as the fact that, you know, there's, it's still to this day, I think this is the strangest space in terms of business when it comes to websites, because you have customers who know nothing about what you do, but they've decided what you do is a commodity. Therefore, this is what you're worth. Now, you also have, so you can come across the same site. One person may charge 3000 for it. One person may charge twenty grand. It's all in how you position it. And so you, ha- this is the type of stuff. So this kind of flows into my missing piece, right? But, but, but get really clear, you guys, that I, I love marketing. I love content. I like connecting. I still love playing with software, right? But I, it's the what it does and what it can do for me. Like, I don't get excited about <laughs> looking at a script, right? But if the script can help XYZ happen, then I'm pumped about it. So here's an example, you guys. I had taken down, um, I'd used SumoMe's welcome mat for a while. And I have Thrive Leads on my site. I'd used the welcome mat. And I got way more opt-ins. And then I took it down. I was like, oh, I've got Thrive, blah, blah. And then I changed my site. And then I never put the welcome mat up again. And it's like, whatever. Because as much as I love Thrive Leads... And maybe I should dig a little bit more into it, which I keep meaning to do like a very in-depth tutorial just on the site. I was going to do a course. I'm like, eh, no more, no more courses because I've got something else I'm working on. But the, with Thrive Leads, you've got these lead groups, right? And so based on the order in which they appear in your dashboard is how they appear. So basically if, oh, I'm not, this is going to be too hard to explain on audio, but let me just say this. So I thought, you know what? I feel like my opt-ins are slowing down and it's crazy because I'm trying to think I'm I'm still driving more traffic, but what I was noticing too, is I had put this, um, a pop-up on the site, right? I had gone back to this top 10 tools. I use to profit with WordPress and I did that you guys, because I, I was coming, everybody loves tools and plugins and apps and stuff, right? Which is true, but that's not going to drive an entrepreneur necessarily. They want to know how to help scale their business, right? Or what, what can you do that's going to help them inevitably make more money? I mean, solve a problem is what I should say. Not everybody is in this, help me make more money. It might be just be, look, I need more subscribers, whatever that is, but you need to be really clear and giving somebody a list of tools, make that a post, right? Or do a content upgrade or something to that effect. But anyway, so was it just Friday maybe? I'm recording this uh, on Sunday prior to it uh, going live. And um, so I up, I put the scroll mat, I made it live on Friday, and my opt-ins have increased by like 20% already, you guys. And it's just, you know, <laughs> I, I've not received complaints. Nobody's saying, oh, I don't like this. But nothing. You know, people, they close, they, people close windows, I, I think. You know, unless you're on a mobile phone, which I disable all that stuff on mobile, most people don't, uh, they just shut that stuff. No big deal. Okay. So what was my point to that? Um, you know, simply, I I think you got to remember that no matter what, if you're not marketing your business, somebody needs to be. And, you know, there may be a lot of people that have WordPress sites for fun it's something that you don't really, you know, if you've got a full-time gig or this is just a hobby, whatever, cool. This is, you know, this is probably not super applicable to you. 
And if you love being the technician, you need to hire the marketer. It's that simple. Um, so this brings me to my missing piece of the puzzle. And I think I've mentioned this maybe recently. And I, I dove into, I had bought uh, Russell Brunson's Expert Secrets book. Gosh, I don't know how long I had it. For a little, probably longer than I care to admit before I started reading it. And I've, I've talked about this before. I have had a huge love-hate relationship with Russell Brunson and ClickFunnels because I really did. I felt like he was so hypey um, and it was just sell, 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 sell. And I, there was an energy that just didn't resonate with me, right? And then ClickFunnels, it was always like, I don't know. I felt like it wasn't that great of an editor and all this stuff. And I had thrive content builder on my site, yada, yada, yada. So then I start reading Expert Secrets. Sorry, guys, this road sucks. So then I start reading Expert Secrets. And truthfully, I think Expert Secrets should have come before dot-com secrets, his first book. And if you're going to read them, I would read expert secrets first and then do the dot-com because expert secrets is all about getting clear on your message, what you're selling, who you're selling it to, why you're selling it. What is the story behind, you know, what you're doing? You know, people, people want stories and stuff. And so this is the type of work I see most people avoid. They do, you know, my little quote unquote peripherals. They stay very busy doing logos, colors, site work, mapping stuff out and and meaning. So let's say you decide, okay, I need something to sell on my site. So you come up with a course. Now this is just coming from your head, guys. There's no other work involved, right? So you decide you're going to come up with a course. Actually, let me give you a great example. I was going to sell... I had thought about doing a podcasting course. The difference that I wanted to do with it is, you know, so many podcast courses that I have come across focus on all the tech. That's great, but it's like a one time and you're done. And you can hear I'm recording in the car, you guys. And this is not the ideal quality for every episode, right? But hopefully by now I have a relationship with you guys and the content will speak for itself. So that's, I thought about doing this podcast course. Well, (laughs) I surveyed my list. This was sometime last year. And not that I got, you know, hundreds and hundreds of responses, but a podcast course was the last thing that anybody wanted. Truly last thing anybody wanted. And which there's two parts to that. I think one is that my site and my business and my content has shifted. So there are probably a lot of people who subscribed to my site when I was doing Genesis tutorials or talking about how to do this or how to do that. I don't do that stuff anymore. And so there may be some people in that space. Um, And I also think I probably have a lot of people that are WordPress site builders as opposed to developers and programmers. And if you fall into that, I think you're more like me. I used to build sites with WordPress I had developers that worked with me, but, um, you know, that wasn't, I I understood WordPress from a user perspective. Anyways, so the whole course thing. So you get busy thinking, okay, you come up with a name for your course. And I don't know about you, but the first thing I would do, I'd have my designer do the logo. 
and then kind of playing with graphics. So you feel like you're being, you're producing, right? And you maybe outline the course, you do all that, and and maybe you start actually creating the course too. Great. Well, the problem, the problem with that is that you still don't really know the problem you're solving. So as an example, you know, how to start a podcast. Okay. So I guess the problem would be somebody doesn't know how to solve, to start a podcast, right? Okay. That's fine. Kind of generic. And it may not be a huge pain point for somebody, but if you want to know how to build your audience or, you know, how to, uh, increase subscribers or whatever, you could teach podcasting from that pain point of, you know, building a podcast to establish authority and, you know, explode your, your business or something. I'm horrible with copy off the fly, but you get my point. And so this missing piece, so I'm reading expert secrets and I was like, this is the stuff I've never done. Step back and, and do the fill in the blank of, what's my story? How did I come across this? And you guys, the reason I picked this up finally, not just because I mentioned a book club, which by the way, I am doing through the content creators, Facebook group or live streaming every two weeks. Uh, so if you have not joined content creators on Facebook, uh, join us. It's an awesome group of people. Um, so we're doing a book club and the whole thing is, it's not to dissect the book, like and analyze it. It's to, to apply the principles. So I decided to pick up the book because of the lead surveys webinar. And I'm, and I'm thinking back to the last, I don't think I've had a solo show since this happened. The live stream went totally sideways because it wouldn't load through Be Live, And uh, it just threw me off my game. And I was very stressed and just, ugh, it was annoying. And I really, <laughs> I fell apart is a little bit dramatic, but to say that I was upset afterwards would be an understatement. I was weepy. I was disappointed. Um, I also, you know, felt like I had let Gordon down. So all these things. And I thought, you know what? Leave this alone today, Kim. You did it. You had to pick a date to pull the trigger because, you know, stuff, stuff in this space, I think can be in perpetual creation mode. You know, and I know for myself, having, you know, kind of uh, making an announcement, you got to, you got to show up and do the work. So that afternoon, I just checked out. I let myself have the emotions without feeding them because for the love of God, that will send me sideways faster than anything else. So I let myself have the emotions and then I'm like, you know what? I'm checking out. (laughs) I'm going to watch TV the rest of the day. I'm going to get off the computer And I'm going to look at this tomorrow with a different perspective. And I did. I got on Skype with a friend and we broke down the whole webinar. And it was a presentation that I was doing live, which that's for a whole other conversation. The whole live stream versus webinar versus both, whatever. Because I think you can do both at the same time. But, (coughs) excuse me. Um, We took two hours to go slide by slide and, and look at it from the viewer's perspective. And is this clear? And, you know, what is the problem this is solving for them? And I got what I realized. And because Russell Brunson, through this expert secrets, he's got this whole perfect webinar. 
you know, people get overwhelmed with too much technology and, you know, all of this, uh, you start getting into technology and, and screenshots of stuff that they're not seeing the flow and it's, it's kind of hard to see. It, it makes people not want to touch it if it looks overwhelming, I guess is what I should say. So then it hit me like a ton of bricks as I was reading this book. I was like, holy friggin' holy, you guys. This is, lead surveys is not about segmenting subscribers. That's what the software does, one piece of it. But we're helping people to figure out who the bucket, their audience is. Who is on your list? Oh, can you tell I just hit new pavement, nice and smooth. <laughs> um, but that's what this does. This this helps you get to know your subscribers, get to know your, your customers. And it's not just new subscribers. And that's more into the technology again. But I was like, that's the pain point. You have no idea who you're marketing to, right? Other than a name and an email address. So how then do you, do you create your content, your, your emails, your marketing messages, your products, your services, your courses, whatever it is? How do you know what people want when you have no idea? Do you have basket weavers or do you have entrepreneurs on your, you, you don't know, right? You, you don't know. And so, yeah, you can do content upgrades and I think those are hugely valuable. And so you kind of can segment that way. But my point is I realized, wow, what message felt stronger? Segmenting your subscribers is like boring, you know? I mean, it's kind of like this little analogy just popped into my head. Let's see if I can pull it off. But it's kind of like saying, you know, why do you buy an air filter for your house? Like the, you know, uh, the filter for like the air conditioning. <clears throat> it keeps the toxins and allergens or whatever, whatever out versus keeps your air clean so you can breathe. If you Are you coughing? Are you choking? Do you know what I mean? So see the difference? Nobody cares about how the uh, filter works. <laughs> they just want to know that they can breathe and the air is clear. So it hit me so much and I thought, this is the stuff I haven't been doing. So fast forward, and this is what I've been doing for the last couple of weeks now. Let me just take a little gander here at my, where we're at. Okay, 20 minutes in. I am not even to the Bay Bridge. I should have done this via video. You guys could have seen my drive. It's a really pretty day today, actually. I think it's about 100 where I live. <laughs> Ready for this? It's supposed to be like 100 where I live in an hour west towards uh, I'm going to San Francisco, like I've said 12 times. Um, it's like 65 degrees here. <laughs> Crazy. Welcome to Northern California. Um, but anyways, this is the stuff that I've been doing. And so I was like, okay, all right, so step back. What is the problem? You know, why do people want to know this information? I've got to, I was, I started by going through the exercises in the book and it's broken into five sections and I don't have it written in front of me, but this whole thing is about kind of becoming, you know, the initial piece, the beginning of it is the charismatic leader and not everybody wants to be a charismatic leader, which kind of ties back right to the technician or the entrepreneur. And when you hear that, you guys, I'm not saying you need to go become a motivational speaker or whatever, but you need to be a charismatic leader in a way that works for you and it resonates with your audience. You got to find that and you do that through doing the work, right? You do that through putting yourself out there a little bit more, a little bit more. And this is all that whole marketing and promotion. 
piece of it. So <clears throat> what I started doing along with this is I'm reading this book, writing out like three pages of notes. Then I would go put it into a Google Doc because still for me, like the pen to paper helps. And that's actually what I did today, pen to paper. Um, hold on. Okay. <laughs> it's just uh, double checking. I'm like, where are we going here? Um, so I took that and then, you know, I share this stuff with, with Gordon because again, I'm doing the content and the marketing, they're working on the app. And so now I'm reworking the entire presentation, which sounded more dramatic by the way I phrased that and my big old sigh, but I'm reworking the whole presentation. And I can honestly tell you that as I'm doing this, I've gotten so clear on what, how that's going to apply to WordPress check. I was like, okay, because throughout this sort of transition, you know, I've got the headline on the the homepage. It says, you know, place where WordPress and marketing collide, which I like that. And it, it gives you an idea about what the site's about, but it doesn't necessarily give you an idea of me or what I do. So, you know, and it's that the, in terms of the tagline or the text that I use, that's probably going to be a little bit of iterating going on. But this, all of this work that I've been doing has just totally lit a spark in me. It's like this light bulb has gone off in my head. And I've been like a loon consuming as much ClickFunnels content as I can. And you guys, please, please, please know in my heart, I'm not, this is not about ClickFunnels, Russell Brunson, or asking you to drink the Kool-Aid. What this is about is paying attention to how people do things and what makes a difference, right? So to to reference earlier my point, right, about my love-hate relationship about Russell Brunson, and because it always felt like it was just getting shoved down your throat, sell, 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 sell. Mind you, you know, businesses exist for one purpose only, and that's to make money. And I'm not saying you can't have a bigger why, but if a business doesn't make money, it it's it fails, right? I think having your purpose and mission, that's a different thing. It exists, but if you don't make money, you can't you can't fulfill your mission. You can't spread your message. You can't inspire people, right? Whatever that looks like for you. And so what I did, so he's got this, it's called Funnel Hacker TV, and it's like this reality behind the scenes stuff. I I saw check it out just to see a different side of him was was really really refreshing I mean he still had I wish I had an eighth of his energy but it's really refreshing to see the dad that he is um the husband the you know the boss he is and just how he engages and interacts and it's so it was like I got to see this other side and there was such an easier buy-in to the content but but what it what it did for me was my mind was going because I was watching everything he does. And you guys have heard me say this before. Everything is content. I've said that so many times. So, you know, I could use this. Well, first of all, I am using my drive into San Francisco as content, but that's not the point. I'm sure I'll have some takeaways from, from taking the time to go into the city, which was really sweet. John's like, I don't want to take up your whole day. I'm all you kind of will because San Francisco is not convenient, nor is it super close for me. Mind you, it's Sunday. So it's very easy to get in and out of the city today. But I, 
it's, it's not, you know, like a 20 minute drive or anything. And then probably to park in short term parking, <laughs> I'm going to be really facetious. It's probably like 50 bucks. You never know. Right. Trust me. I've parked at a hotel for stuff that I wasn't staying overnight, but I was there for something and it was, you know, $53 for two and a half hours. Welcome to San Francisco. Um, but I can take, you know, cause John was kind of mysterious. He's like, I've got a project I want to talk to you about. I'm in the Caldecott tunnel. So I'm sorry if it's really weird or bumpy, but so he said, oh, you know, I've got something I want to talk to you about. So who knows? One, it's going to be super fun to, to connect with a friend, but two, I don't know what he's curious about talking about. Now you guys are going to be curious too. But the point is this meeting, I can get a picture I can show, it, it's just the sharing piece, right? You guys, everything is content. And I've totally believed that. And so watching what Russell has done for his business and his brands, I was like, huh, I know there's something I can do here. And again, I'm not trying to be Russell Brunson because I, I one, I don't want to. Two, it's not me. And three, it, you know, it's that Dr. Seuss. No one is you than you. Be you. Like, right? I mean, that would just be dumb. But I've, I've talked, I'm pretty sure I've talked on the podcast about just show up multiple times. It's my little hashtag just show up because I believe that, um, that more than anything in life, whether it's personal business relationship, whatever it is, but when you show up where you are with who, everything, don't wait for the perfect moment. Don't wait for it. Just show up, show up and do the best you can with what, what you've got, where you're at. Right. So I was like, Oh my God just show up TV. You guys, I have been recording video like a mofo. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I I will circle back to my uh, missing piece, but I realized I'm like, you know what? (laughs) Practice what you preach, girl, like start showing up. And I mean, I don't have an, you know, he's got this huge office in Boise, Idaho and, and team of people and he's doing a zillion things. So obviously that's, it's going to be totally different. And that's what it's supposed to be. I want it to be the way I show up and move through the world. Um, and so just show up TV is coming. Stay tuned for that. Probably the end of August. Um, but, but the point is watching all of this stuff, this missing piece, I've realized I don't want to say that I've been hiding behind the computer. I joke with you guys. Oh, I don't want to be on camera. I got to do my hair, my makeup. Still not my favorite thing. (laughs) But one, it's good too, because then, oh yeah, you can pay attention to your pants getting tighter or not. Um, And then I actually look in the mirror. I'm like, oh, you clean up okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if anybody's had that feeling. It's so funny. Like, was it a family birthday? Uh, My birthday actually a couple weeks ago. And my dad was like, oh, your hair looks nice. I'm all, that's because it's done, Dad. <laughs> you know, my parents stop by and it's always in a ponytail because I'm not going to do it to sit at home by myself. Um, so it's it's taking the time to do this stuff, you guys. It's it's not all about the big, the big products, the big launches, the big plans. It's like the day-to-day nitty-gritty, right? Like write the post, record the audio, record the video. Oh my gosh, it's telling me I'm 46 minutes from SFO and I'm right near the Bay Bridge. That cannot be right. That or with my luck, I probably should have checked before. Um, I wonder if there's a Giants game today. I don't think so. I think, I don't know. Either way, 
Okay, he should just be landing now, so this is good. Since I do need to find out what uh, friggin' airline <laughs> he flew into. So, but, you know, I've really had a lot of fun doing this work. And it's tough because it's like you're trying to get it right, right? So one of the things, and I, I, this is kind of turning into uh, the, the Expert Secrets book analysis, I guess. And um, it's not supposed to be, but it's really sparked something in me. And we've all heard, I'm assuming a lot of us have heard the term, the hero's journey, right? Well, he talks about the two hero's journeys in this. And I got, um, he got a lot of this. He had, I want to say the guy's name is Michael Haig, Hog, H-A-U-G-E. Anyways, um, and he is uh, a Hollywood, he's a writer, but he does a lot of consulting on storylines and plot lines for movies. And so the point with the hero's journey is that there's two pieces. So you've got the, um, oh, it's going to totally escape my mind, but you've got the internal and the external journey, right? You see the transformation um, that happens from, okay, I'm going to reference, obviously, you know, one of my favorites, which is Harry Potter, the total epiphany of hero's journey, right? And you feel for him in the beginning, here's this poor, you know, orphan child, this tiny little dude, and he's left with this miserable, awful aunt and uncle. And um, you, you, you're cheering for him, right? Because you like him. And then he becomes a hero, right? Um, so that's a little example. Um, but what you don't see is who Harry becomes internally, right? Like the shifts and the changes, which, I mean, we do sort of. But So that's the two journeys, right? You see the, sort of the external and the internal piece of it. And so when you start talking about, guys are probably like, what the hell does this have to do with our businesses? Um, but, you know, we all love that story, right? I think that's why you see a shift in the way people are marketing now. Um, I'm not sure if I shared this with you guys, so I apologize if I have. A friend of mine works um, for a Facebook ad agency, and they were telling me that all of those, you know, kind of BS internet marketing pictures on the yachts and jets and in the Lamborghinis and Ferraris, that those are not working anymore. And I think it's because, you know, as the space is maturing, huh, I'm not sure what's going on, but it may actually be 45 minutes. Well, I guess I'll finish my recording. Um, <laughs> I'm getting close to the Bay Bridge and now I'm stopped. Uh, there are two bridges for those of you who are not in Northern California have ever been here that take you into San Francisco. One is the Golden Gate, which is the famous Golden Gate Bridge. This, uh, I am going towards the Bay Bridge. Um, <clears throat> so this whole piece of it, right? This is that connection piece. And this is why this is a type of messaging and story stuff that you want to think about when you're creating content. And you might, you know, I, I really, I would truly love to, if anybody's listening to this and wants to hop on Skype, I'd love to test this theory, right? I think any business can, can benefit from, from this element being brought in. And to compare, you look at ClickFunnels and let's take lead pages. 
and forget, completely forget the technical side of either software or platform, okay? Because they're both software companies. But forgetting that, you know, lead pages had just, you know, huge head start in the space, huge head start. However, you guys, in three years, ClickFunnels became a hundred million dollar a year company uh, with no funding. And that's actually (laughs) Russell's point. He uses that like he didn't cheat and take on venture capital. And what's fascinating to me, though, is how ClickFunnels has become this way of life. Okay. And again, you guys, please, if you can listen to this from a perspective of observation and not opinion, um, that's how I approach all marketing now, to be honest with you. If something doesn't resonate with me, I'm like, what don't I like about this? Why is this like uh, making me feel like I need to go shower or like just ugh, right? And then if I love something, I'm like, huh, I love this. Like what, what was, what made this so fun? Here's you guys, here's a great example. How many times do I say that? I was thinking about, and I'm going to come back to ClickFunnels and the way of life, but my son and I went and saw Dunkirk the other day. Wonderful, wonderful movie. Um, powerful. I love, I don't know if I want to say I love, but the World War II movies I just feel are so important to see. Um, okay, so anyway, so we're sitting there and we're watching previews. I'm a t- I love previews. I actually have an, a trailer app on my phone. And <clears throat> I was like, oh, here comes the Chevy. There's this one Chevy commercial or preview that they do because now that people can stream and you know, record and skip commercials, advertisers are putting commercials anywhere they can, hence pre-movie time. Um, So it's this, you know, how many awards has Chevy won? You know, J.D. Powers, and and then they pull up, and this car, and this car, and they do it like, it's, I've seen it so many times, it's ridiculous. Dude, get over. Sorry, (laughs) can you tell I'm in traffic? Um, And so my son and I are joking around, I'm like, And I'm just, they're, they're boring, you know, it's like, you've seen them. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, and they bring in this group of strangers and well, that's a Chevy and that's a Chevy. Okay. So that's one example, right? Compare that to my favorite car company, Audi. I do not have an Audi right now. I had an A4 and got a Q5 on my list, but I do love Audis. And this was on Facebook actually, but it was. I, uh, I'm a big Marvel. I go to the movies a lot, you guys. So I've seen, you know, my son is 16 and so totally started getting into all the Marvel movies and stuff with him. And they're awesome. They're fun. I love them. <clears throat> and, it, you know, uh, Tony Stark, Iron Man, has done wonders for Audi. <laughs> um, not that they needed it, but he's a pretty fun representative of the brand. But the commercial I saw on Facebook was pre, um, it might be out there still, you can find it, but it was before the new Spider-Man movie had come out, which I've seen that too. It was good. Um, but it was Peter Parker going to take his driver's test. (laughs) And I thought, this is fun. It totally told a story. And the driving instructor's like, where'd you get nice car? Cause he uses Tony Stark's car, his Audi. He's like, Oh, it's my friend Tony's, (laughs) you know? And, but it was a great story. So look at the difference. Like Chevy, and, and here's the thing. Chevy could have told a better story. Their commercial 
Although on one hand you would think, oh, it made a point. It's only because it gets played before every friggin' movie at AMC that I see. Um, and I saw that, that Audi and Spider-Man commercial once on Facebook and it left a huge impression on me and not just because I like Audi and Marvel, but I was like, this is super, I wanted to watch it. You know, I wanted to see how it ended or where they were going with the story. And so you got to think that way when, when you're doing marketing, you have to pull all of these different pieces in. Okay. Hold on. Oh, okay. One sec, guys. I'm like, I need to focus a little bit getting close to the bridge toll here. Um, so I was thinking about that with lead pages and click funnels. I need a little bit of water here. And I was thinking, you know, first of all, lead pages didn't have like funnel pages, right? It was just an opt-in and a thank you page, but they didn't even necessarily go hand in hand. So there's that. But what happened with Click funnels. How is it he was able to create a quote unquote culture? They jokingly say that. Um, how, how was he able to do that? We have people who want, they can't produce funnel swag, click funnel swag quick enough. People want t-shirts. I'm a funnel hacker. I build funnels, you know, all of these things. And so what makes one company create raving fans and another company just remains a tool, you know, and lead pages excuse me, lead pages did training, but there was never that we are in this together, like come into the lead pages family. Click funnels is like, you know, we build funnels. They made you feel like you were a part of something. And some people hate it. I totally get that you guys. But again, look at, I, I'm just, I want you to look at these things from a different perspective of how was this company able to do this? And this one wasn't right. And it's like, if you know who you're talking to, it makes it way easier to, um, to tell the stories and to create the content. You know, it's funny when <laughs> I was talking about the technician and the expert piece, right? Well, you know, there's a difference too. You look at who leads both those companies. Russell Brunson is the expert. He is the charismatic leader, right? Clay Collins is never the face of lead pages anymore. He's never out there. He's not talking to his audience. He's not, you know, and you guys, I'm not, there's no judgment in this, but it's interesting when you look at one versus the other, how they've done it, how quickly ClickFunnels has grown and how many different ways they've monetized different things. And I'm telling you, if I hadn't bought expert secrets and Reddit, I probably would be like, meh, but it was because I read it and then I started going, I have to recraft this webinar. I need to rewrite this. I can't just take a template and fill it in. So will I spend 30 minutes to an hour in a headline? Yep. Title slide. What is the problem? And, and who am I talking to next? You know, it, it's like, how can I bring them through? How can I get them to connect with me? And he talks about this other thing, you know, breaking down beliefs and building them up. So let's look at lead surveys. And so breaking down a belief, list building is hard. You only need to do an opt-in to all these, right? So I need to break down the current beliefs they have around building an audience and building a list and what that looks like. And then I need to rebuild it using what we're creating, right? And so 
it, it's, it's kind of like, I don't know, there's all the psychology, but, but at the end of the day, this is the stuff that works. You guys, if you don't take the time to do this, you're going to keep spinning your wheels. I, I did it for years, you know, the, to come back again, I started <laughs> and I got sidetracked, but the technician, the expert, um, I know my brother doesn't listen to my podcast, so we're going to be safe here. And I love my brother, you guys, so don't get me wrong where I'm going with this. But my, my son had spent the day with him last, I don't know, doing some work with him. And God bless him. My brother, though, has always been the technician. No problem. But, you know, he was saying something to my son about, I don't know how it got started, but along the lines of, yeah, you know, your mom could have stayed in retail. She had all this experience, could have been a district manager. And I'm like, I freaking hate it. I was not, so, I was like, do you know me? <laughs> But, um, you know, and he's like, you know, but that's not for everybody. I mean, she'll probably be a millionaire someday. Except that, like, my son got pissed because he's like, who are you? Right. And this isn't about, I don't know. It's really easy to get judgy when somebody, and I kind of felt like he was throwing me under the bus, but not, he wasn't, his heart was in the right place. But the point is, I said to my son, I said, you know, taking business advice from my brother is like, taking running advice from a paraplegic. And maybe that sounds harsh and I'm sorry. I, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Right? So it's like you take, don't, there's a lot of people in our space that are going to tell you what you should and shouldn't do. If they're not doing it, well, who cares? Who friggin' cares? Right? And because I'm stepping into this new space of software, it's like, who's done this really, really well? And I like to create content. I have been having a ton of fun connecting with people. That's what I want us to do. But we have to find our own voice in it. It has to be done in a way that resonates resonates with our audience, our tribe, whatever, right? You guys are going to hear me at the uh, toll booth in a minute here. Um, you know, so it has to be done that way. So it's like, you know, on one hand, <laughs> and I called my brother out and he's like, Oh, well, no, but it, you know, I just this and, you know, I don't know. And, you know, it's not for everybody and da, 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 da. And it's like, yeah, I guess I could add security, but I can tell you right now for the rest of my life, I would have wondered what if, what if, right. And I've been an entrepreneur as long as I can remember you guys. It's just, I, I found my thing and I just feel like everything I've done, the culmination of everything I've done has brought me here to hold all this because, you know, to say, you know, the WordPress chick is nine years old. Okay, hold on. We're going to stop at the toll booth here. Hi, how's it going? Thank you. Thanks. Have a good day. Uh, I wish I could take a picture of this traffic right now, you guys. It's Sunday at 2.30 and the metering lights are on, which are, you know, like stop and go light so only x amount of people are allowed onto the bridge at a time but you know so I kind of called them out on it and I was like well just don't talk to my kids about me fortunately um my son's like well yeah you I just I can't wait you know you watch when lead surveys is doing this much I, I can't wait and he's like it was really cute right and my kids have my back indefinitely and you know I just but I said eh, take it with a grain of salt I mean there was a little part of me that was bugged but and I don't want to knock my brother because there's all these opinions I could have about what he's done with his life and this, but it's like, it's not my life. It's not my life. I don't, it's, you live your life. I got mine, right? 
Oh, families. Um, but I, I hope that some of these ramblings are making you step back and look at stuff. And this, this idea of getting clear on who, who you're doing things for. And I don't mean, you know, your, why you are in your business, but who are you talking to? What is the problem you're solving? And working it, you guys don't just come up with the problem. Okay. Come up with like 20 problems, see what sticks, see what works. And I really believe, you know, in doing, as I started getting more and more, um, into content creators and what I'm going to be doing with that, you know, I had done the content strategy workshop and there is, uh, a content audit and a content strategy piece of that. And I thought, which is good if, if you've been creating content, right? If you haven't been creating content, well, an audit's kind of hard, right? Um, the other thing that's challenging is if you're not sure what to create, it's like, how do you come up with a strategy? It's kind of like coming up with a course that, you know, you can teach, but you have no idea if anybody wants it. You don't know why they would want it. Um, you know, so doing that. So it's truly, I, I really get it out there. Just start creating. That's where my everything is content. So I'm working on this. Everything is content masterclass. And that's where the magic starts happening. That's where you get validation because people are commenting, people are sharing it. People, you know, comment via socially. You get to find out, you find out through the doing, you find out through the doing. There is no magic recipe. You can create an outline, you can create a strategy, you can come up with an idea, but until you actually hit publish, record, whatever that looks like, until it's out there to get some feedback, you have no idea. So it's very, this is what happens when people, and this is why businesses don't grow. When you're staying behind the computer screen, when you're talking to the same people about the same things, but, but you don't see anybody putting their stuff out in the world, right? Um, I, I have someone that, um, it's a friend of mine that, uh, I don't think I've, I don't know if I've discussed it, but they have a tendency when things go, get stressful in their life to sort of go dark and disappear. Right. And I'm kind of done with that. I just don't have the energy for it. And I was looking back and I was like, gosh, you know, I've known, I've known them for a long time now. And in the entire time that I've known them, they haven't stuck with anything. They haven't pulled the trigger and given it the due diligence to grow, right? Don't get me wrong, guys. I've had plenty of things where I've put it out there and, uh, you know, and I let it go. The difference with, with where I was then and now is showing up consistently, which has done huge wonders for my confidence and my belief in myself because I feel way better about what I'm doing, who I'm doing it for, why I'm doing it. You know, it's like I'm walking the walk. That's the simplest way to put it. Um, and I absolutely am 150% focused on two things, lead surveys and WordPress check. So it's really, really easy to keep showing up. And so no matter what I do, whether it's a post, a webinar, 
a live stream, a piece of content. It doesn't matter. I, everything I do gives me data and then I get back at it. It's data and I go back at it. And it, that's how this works. You know, so if you're somebody that feels like you start stuff and don't finish it, and, and I'm not, I'm not going to scream and yell at you, finish what you start. Not everything should be finished. I really believe that. But find that thing that you can do that you are focused on the mastering of something, right? I attribute a lot of this to those daily emails, you guys, because I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. Now I love it. It's become fun. They work. I get responses and it's totally shifted a ton of stuff for me. So whatever it is, you know, stick with it. You can't, you can't throw it out. This has been so all over the place, you guys. I really hope it's been sort of cohesive cohesive, and I've tied it back together. But just remember, you know, if your site's not making money, step back, take a look at it and, and see, and it's tricky, I get it, but see if you can look at your site as a visitor, like, okay, like I know, trust me, I've already mapped it out. I need a start here page. I, I need those. I personally believe that I should have some of those basic fundamentals, how to set up and install a WordPress site. I may not even use my own. I may pull other people's stuff in. That's great. I don't know that I want to go back and recreate that content, to be honest with you. So we'll see. But I, it should, there needs to be a clear path for people who come to the site and become a subscriber. That, that's all there is to it. So start looking at that. And if it's not clear to you, do you think it's clear to your visitors? And if you're not making money off your site, when was the last time you sold something? Right? So look at those things. You have to be marketing you have to be promoting yourself. You have to be putting your st- your content out there over and over and over again. Um, I was so bad about this. Now it's just like on autopilot. I mean, not that I don't, not everything's not automated, but I just do it. I don't think about it anymore. And it's working. Um, and lastly, I've got some crazy numbers to share with you guys. And there's a few things I attribute this to. First, I do want to thank you for <laughs> sticking around for this whole episode. Uh, if you've made it this far, and it's going to be interesting to come back and write show notes. Uh, Fortunately, I have Trent, which is trnt.com for transcribe. It's, you can, it's like a, um, you upload it and it'll automatically transcribe it for you and you can listen to it and edit it because it's not like I'm always Jim Doyle (laughs) instead of Kim Doyle um, in the intro. But anyways, I'll come back and write the show notes. So thank you for listening up to this point. And thank you for listening in general, because are you guys ready for this? I should end July with close to triple, you guys, triple the downloads that I had in May. So from May to June, I more than double the downloads and July is not over yet but I've already surpassed the the June downloads. And these are some good five-figure numbers, guys. Um, And, you know, what do I have? Today is, I can do math, the 23rd. So I've got, you know, uh, eight days left. And I should be able to do it. Like, I'm I'm just, like, beside myself. Holy moly, right? With I've got another episode to go. So, and I'll test it, right? I'll see if I can uh, push the 
promotion, excuse me, for the podcast a little bit more, um, whether it is, you know, putting audio snippets into Facebook. I've got, there's a few different things I can do that with. I, I don't know, um, but I'm going to test it. It's been crazy. And what, what do I attribute to it? A couple things. One, I'm showing up way more online. So anybody who follows me, you've probably seen that. Uh, content creators. Again, I love this Facebook group. It's an awesome group of people. Please join us. Um, it's really, it's pretty, it's pretty great. I'm really, really happy with the direction that's going. Uh, so what up to my creators out there? So I've been showing up more. <clears throat> I was interviewed for Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. I think that that contributed. I've been doing live streaming. I think that that's contributed. Um, and so all of a sudden, and, and someone said to me, they said, I've heard that, that once you get some recognition or your podcast or, or something starts shifting, um, then it starts compounding pretty quickly. Like the numbers start jumping quickly. And I've totally seen that. Um, and I actually was, this is the crazy thing, you guys. I don't know if you are into law of attraction, energy, any of that kind of stuff. But I told you I was consuming to a crazy degree the ClickFunnels content. Well, uh, less than a week after I, I mean, I binged all the Funnel Hacker TV stuff. I've downloaded them all. I listen to the audios because I pick something up each, each time, or I watch how he, um, maps out, you know, a sales message or a letter. It just, it blows my mind. Anyways, guess who was interviewed for ClickFunnels Radio? I know. Yes, that would be me with Dave Woodward. So I don't know when that's going live. And it's funny because we were talking, he said people in the office were like, what are you having the WordPress chick on ClickFunnels? He's like, because Kim Doyle's been crushing it. I was like, you're kind. Thank you. <laughs> because I don't feel like I'm been crushing it. Um, but it was, it was so on point. It was such a great conversation. Dave Woodward is wonderful. Very, very nice guy. And it's huge visibility for me, my brand and for lead surveys. So I'm excited about that. Um, you know, so you just taking the time to make those connections and have those conversations really, really pays off. Holy moly. I've literally been talking at you guys for 57 minutes. All right. It's been fun. I'm going to, I should include, I'm not going to try to take pictures from the car. It's going to look like one of those ding dongs, like put your phone down. And it is illegal. I should be hands-free. I am. I have a headset in. All right, guys. You know the drill. I love you tons. Thank you always so much for listening. What would be hugely helpful as this is scaling, I would love a review in iTunes. Head over and leave me a review if you've not done so. I would greatly appreciate it. I do need to do some shout-outs for the people who have done that. Thank you so much uh, for doing that. So, um, Yeah. It's awesome. And stay tuned. I'm sure there will be some sort of follow-up post or something to this adventure. Uh, not the drive. I mean, the lunch, dinner, dinner. I don't know what I'm having with John. So it'll be nice. Um, and then stay tuned. Also, I do a little road trip with my parents this week. We're driving up to Oregon. My mom's uncle's estate settled. So... I'm going to be the third driver and help them bring a car back because my parents are just like well-oiled machines. They're amazing. Truly two of the just, they are two of the best people I know on the planet. And yeah, they're just awesome. Um, but at 69 and 72, yeah, I was like, eh, you guys need a third driver. I don't want you driving back. So 
And that's what I get to do. So I told them both, I'm bringing, well, I'll use my phone, but I'm going to record some video on the road with mom and dad. So you'll get to see uh, some WP parents (laughs) from the road. And I'll just go ahead and warn you, my dad will probably be totally into it. My mom will be a good sport, but my dad, I think that's probably where I got the, uh, you know, look at me from would be my dad. So anyways, you guys have a fantastic rest of your day, uh, wherever and whenever you're listening to this. On that note, I am going to go back to some listening to some podcasts and hopefully be at the airport within about 20 minutes. So till next week, guys, thanks so much for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by leadsurveys.io. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You decide on a lead magnet, you create an amazing ebook for your potential subscribers, you get the opt-in up, whatever platform you're using, it's connected to your autoresponder, and then crickets. Are your visitors getting bored with the same type of opt-in? All of this, we're getting used to seeing the same things over and over, right? So what if you could market your subscribers based on the information they gave you at the first point of contact? Yep, that's what lead survey is going to do. You can generate quality leads with simple surveys that convert. Not open yet. Lead surveys is coming soon. Get an early invitation by going to the wpchick.com forward slash lead surveys. Again, that URL is the wpchick.com forward slash lead surveys.